Welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leader Podcast, brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. In this brand new podcast series, we are dedicated to finding out what makes business leaders tick, and in particular, how they cope with the bumps in the road that are an inevitable part of being the boss or a team leader. During this series, we are meeting lots of different business leaders to find out from the horse's mouth their strategies for business survival, particularly during the current pandemic crisis, and hopefully we may pick up some of their wisdom along the way. My name is Dave Harris, and today I am delighted to welcome Derek May, a business advisor at Business Doctors. Derek graduated with a BA in Business Studies from the Robert Gordon University in Aberdeen before embarking on a career in accountancy that took him to CityLink Coaches, Ames Accountants for Business and Brightwork Recruitment, where he finished up as their CEO. At the start of this year, Derek took the decision to go freelance to help business owners unlock their potential revenue, profit and growth using something called the Value Builder System. Derek, thank you very much for taking part in the podcast. Notwithstanding the fact that you started your freelance business life just before the global pandemic struck, tell me a bit about your role in Business Doctors and the sort of companies you work with. Yes, well, it wasn't exactly perfect timing, I have to say, Dave, um, just before the pandemic, but uh, nobody could have reasonably foreseen what's happened over the past uh, six or seven months. Basically, my, my decision was I, I, I left my last company, um, Brightwork, as the CEO uh, back in April 2019 and took a little bit of time off for the first time in probably well over 30 years and decided what I wanted to do with my time and uh, came to the idea that I really enjoy working with business people to improve their businesses. And uh, I, I thought that now is maybe a good time to give uh, business leaders and owners the benefit of the experience I have gained over the, the past 30 years or so in business. And I thought that Business Doctors was the ideal forum to do that. And of course, as it turns out, I mean, although you say your timing wasn't good because, you know, obviously you, you, just after you started, the world kind of got locked down. But on the other hand, you could argue that now is more than ever... Uh, business leaders need advice. They need help from people like you that have uh, have kind of been around the block a few times and led major companies. So, so perhaps you know, in the long run, maybe maybe this will be will be good timing. Yes, indeed. I I think I, I don't think there's ever a perfect time to do things. You've just got to to live in the moment and and play as you see it. And yes, I think that I think there is some merit in that business could done could we do well. You can never get enough advice if you like from the right people and uh, so that's kind of where I I fit in and sometimes uh, through adversity opportunities arise as well and certainly from my own perspective uh, I have uh, really embraced LinkedIn as a social selling medium and and to be honest had the pandemic not hit in February March would I have done that and chosen that route I doubt it very much but I'm now starting to see some traction in, in terms of, of generating client leads and new clients from the virtual world, if you like. And I think that's something that will future-proof my business as well, because I think as we as we move on to the next stage of the pandemic, I think there'll be a hybrid from face-to-face sort of contact, but I think the virtual contact is here to stay. I think the danger that a lot of business people are falling into the trap is that they think that somewhere along the line we'll get back to where we were in February 2020. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we just need to accept 
that, that what we're facing right now is normal. It's not the new normal, it's normal. And we've just got to set our stalls out to, to embrace that and, and hopefully prosper. Let's now turn to the business of resilience, what we're here to talk about, really, and and your role as a leader. Obviously, as I said in the introduction, you were a CEO. You ended up as a CEO of a, of a company, so obviously you had a lot of responsibilities there. You had uh, many people to look after, I'm sure. So how important do you think resilience is in a leader? It's one of the key skills, I would argue, in that uh, the ability to bounce back from difficult times is absolutely fundamental because one of the things you're acutely aware when you head up an organisation is everybody looks to, towards you. So if something goes wrong, they immediately look to you to see how you're responding to, to that challenge and how you react to it. And it, it's never a good thing for a leader to react badly to a, to a challenge and start lashing out and looking for scapegoats and all that sort of stuff. The key is to remain calm and composed at all times. And presumably that's even more important during a, a big global crisis as we're going through now, you know, to, to reassure your people and to to have that resilience uh, more so than normal times. I would maybe argue slightly against that, Dave, in, in that the, the pandemic is just another of of the business problems that we've had to face. If you, if you look over the, the recent past, we had the financial crash in 2008. We've had the, the Brexit sort of on and off thing going on. So uncertainty and challenges and difficulties are, are now becoming a constant. And I, I think the, the only dif- difference with the pandemic was that the, the actual sheer scale and pace uh, was something that I don't think any of us have ever in, encountered in our, in our lifetimes anyway. And that's what's made it a, a, probably a bit more of a challenge than it probably might have been. But I think there's a danger we can talk ourselves into thinking that things are much more difficult than they normally are. The skill behind having resilience will serve you well regardless of the circumstances and, and the, the approaches it will be the same, whichever challenge you're facing. Okay, well, that's a, that's a really interesting point you made, and I, I absolutely take that point. But given that we accept that you know th- these are not necessarily particularly challenging circumstances, they just are challenging circumstances. Would you say there has been any anything different about the last six months? You know, has there been a particular thing that's happened that has challenged you that perhaps you wouldn't have expected in normal times? You know, because of the nature of this, because of, because it is, as you say, it's happened very fast and it's happened sort of universally in a way that. Perhaps a normal crisis wouldn't have. The particular challenge I think we've that's taken this all by surprise is that the, the government has taken a decision based on the the good of the nation and has deliberately taken on board measures which are going to have a, a, an impact on the economy. Uh, so there's been a balancing act between public health and the the finances of of the country, uh, and that's a thing that we've never really had before. We've never really had governments actively making policy decisions which they know will have a detrimental impact on the wider economy. And I think that's the difficult thing. And the other thing which I think people are finding really difficult right now is there doesn't seem to be an end date. There's no roadmap to the end of the pandemic. And I think that's what I think businesses and individuals find particularly challenging. I think that creates uncertainty and with uncertainty that creates its own set of problems as well. I wonder if you could perhaps give us a few ideas of how you 
maintain your resilience? I mean, do you have hints and tips, if you like, that you could that you could share with us? You know, habits, rituals, routines, that sort of thing that that you think help you to be a resilient leader. Right. I, I think the first thing is to surround yourself with the right people. Uh, if, if you're a leader of an organisation, chief executive or MD or whatever, it can be a lonely job and you must surround yourself with either a good uh, non-exec uh, who has been and done there before and, and can offer reassuring words. Also, your wider family network as well, because I think it's really important that people get a sense of perspective as well. Uh, sometimes we all can be tempted to get carried away with the jobs we're doing and we lose sight of the fact that, well, it's maybe important to us in that particular moment, but in the wider scheme of things, it probably isn't. And and that sense of perspective acts as a as an anchor to ground you and, and, and not get too stressed when, when things start going awry. Would you say you've learned anything in the last six months? I mean, has it has it changed your mind about anything, or or, or has it reinforced things you already thought? I think the the, the biggest thing I, I've taken from it is is not to take things for granted. I, I think uh, we have, uh, as a society, maybe fallen into the trap of of thinking that that today will be much the same as tomorrow and and yesterday and all that sort of stuff, and that really hasn't been the experience of the of the human race. Uh, life has been really tough for our, our ancestors for thousands of years and it's only in the past hundred years or so has has life become comparatively easier and maybe we have been forced into a particular time in our history where we'll maybe revert a little bit more to the challenges our ancestors used to face. Yeah that's an interesting way of looking at it. I wonder whether also, you know, you think that given that, you know, this this might be considered and this is further to your earlier point as well, that, that the sort of way we're living now and the sort of challenges we face now, we should accept them as normal, you know, and that, it, that you know, we shouldn't be complaining about it and just, just kind of get on with it. And, and, you know, this is, life is tough and <laughs> you've got to deal with it sort of thing. I, I think there's an element to that. And, and I think uh, in terms of recovery from the pandemic, I think we need to get comfortable with a certain trade-off between public health and the wider economy. And I, I think up to now, certainly in my opinion, I think the politicians who lead us have been frightened to have that conversation. Ultimately, there has to be a trade-off and we have to, to reach that equilibrium in terms of the public health requirement versus the needs of the wider economy. Because if we don't have that, I think there's a danger that the economy regresses quite severely and our, our living standards as a result will, will plummet and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So I, I think we, I, I firmly believe that life is all about balance. And I think that probably right now, we are just a little bit out of balance in terms of us as a society. I wonder if I could talk to you a little bit now about the way you deal with your teams and uh, particularly, you know, when you were, again, when you were a CEO and during your career and, and indeed now when you're working with teams. As a leader, do you think that it's your job to have a positive influence over them. And what, what I mean by that is, can you can you somehow transfer some of your resilience, some of your coping skills to the team, to the people who are working under you, so that they in turn can cope better with the crises they may face? Yes, I, I, I really firmly believe this because as a leader, you first and foremost, you have to lead by example. 
that that's something you've got to do. And and certainly um, when I the business that I have led, my philosophy was very simple in that you give people uh, autonomy over what they do, you get them working in jobs which you'll never ever master, and you encourage them to believe that they're working in something which is bigger than themselves. Now, if you've got those three components, I think a lot of good things will stem naturally from that. And one of the positive things that will come from that is an increased uh, sense of resilience. And that's something that's got to be reinforced. And if you have that amongst your teams, what you'll tend to find is, is they'll support one another naturally and will recognise somebody who's maybe having a tough time give them the support they require to move on. And uh, in, in, in essence, all you're doing is providing a platform for people to support each other uh, rather than ruling by diktat from, the, from, the, from the, the ivory tower. I think it's much easier to, to build a team from the, from the bottom up. Uh, and, and one of the key things you build in your team is that level of resilience. We talk about business resilience, and and obviously this podcast is is mainly about business resilience. But do you think it it, it naturally uh, spills over into our personal lives as well? So so in other words, you know, do, would you think that you take the same view of life and coping with life in your personal life as you do in business? I think they're one of the same because the the only difference between you your personal life and your business life is business tends to involve other people, but. The, the skills that serve you well in your personal life equally serve you well in your business life and vice versa. Um, so I, I don't see a, a huge uh, difference there. Uh, I think the only thing that you have to be careful is is that your personal life and your business life doesn't start to blur. I think that's where it becomes really tricky. And and that can have an is- issue with, with resilience as well. If your whole being is tied up in who you are in an organisation, I think that potentially builds a, a little pressure cooker inside your head. Um, whereas I, I think we, we should have a, a, a clear distinction between a home life and a business life and having the ability to switch between the two is key, but also to be able to switch off and, and recognise the time when, you, when you're off uh, and you should be off. And that will then in turn have an impact on your resilience as well because you, you tend to be better rested than you would be otherwise. And presumably that's been particularly challenging for a lot of businesses over or business leaders over the last six months because of many of them will have had to work from home and uh, you know there would have been personal stuff going on around them as they are on their Zoom calls to their team and that sort of thing. That's a huge challenge, and I think it's one that we are increasingly going to face because if we if we are to believe what, what people are saying, working from home is going to be a constant for quite some time. Uh, and it, you're right, uh, David does bring up its own pressures in that there's a tendency or there is a temptation to be on 24-7. And the other thing as well, which a lot of people forget about the working from home movement is, is I'm relatively lucky in that I've got a home office. Other people uh, uh, don't have that luxury and they are maybe working from their their bedroom where they don't have the proper kit, their back's not supported. All these sort of things have have an impact. And I think we've just got to be careful that we don't make the assumption that everybody can work from home equally as well. I think there are, uh, and, the, and then you've got the family dimensions in that if you've got a young family, it's very challenging to work and look after your kids under the same roof at the same time. That is really challenging as well. 
I wanted to ask you before we finish about the Firestarter forums because that's the inspiration in a way for these podcasts. It's the it's been the coming together of all these different minds for the for the forums, and I'm wondering whether you think that those sorts of things, those sorts of online forums particularly, are good as part of a of a coping mechanism as part of part of the resilience strategy. Uh, I, I think you're right, especially for people who who do generally work from home themselves. It can be a very isolating experience, and uh, one of the one of the the positive benefits from the the Firestarter sort of initiatives are that they they provide a, a platform and a forum for people to discuss issues in in breakup groups and all that sort of stuff, and I think that's really positive, and it helps build a sense of virtual community, if you like, which uh, people are, are are losing a little bit with the lack of face to face contact really positive thing and I've certainly taken part over the past five or six months probably in three or four different events and I find them really enriching and I always learn something and, and the key thing is see if you give up half an hour or an hour of your of your time if you come out of that with something you didn't know at the start I think that's a really positive thing really positive thing uh, and there's also the sense to realise that you're not alone as well, because we all have our, our times when we are we are not at our best, uh, and if you can sense or other people are open enough to admit that they are going through the same things, it's very much uh, uh, a problem shared as a, a problem halved. When you were a, a CEO, obviously one of your roles would have been planning for the future and 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 mapping out a strategy and taking your company in the right direction. And now, as a, as an advisor, presumably you're you're still doing that. In fact, pro- possibly more so because you're helping people to develop and realise their potential and that sort of thing. So I'm wondering, in this again, in a in a sort of situation like we're in at the moment, a, a, a crisis, if you like, where the future is fairly uncertain, as you say, we don't know when this is going to end. Does that make planning forward more difficult? Does it make it more challenging trying to figure out where you're going to be in a year's time or whatever? Yes, it does. Because if we're all to be honest, do do any of us know what the next year is going to bring us? I, I doubt it very much. But I firmly believe that the fundamentals don't change. So the, the secret to having a, a really successful business is to have a plan that's well thought out, to execute that plan, to keep the score as you go along and keep it, keep an eye on your cash. If you're doing all of those four things, regardless of what's going on in your environment about you, you won't do too badly. Uh, and the key thing, I think, to, in terms of planning is that planning or, or a, a plan has to be a live document, even more so than before, in that you have constantly will have to update and revise your plan based on the environmental factors around you. And the the business people that will succeed over the next one, two, three, four years will be the people who react best to the environmental changes that are, that are, that are afoot and also have the foresight to spot gaps in the market. That Because uh, it's a well-known fact that a lot of our most established businesses were formed in the teeth of a recession. And... The, that gives it opportunities to can maybe give you access to staff you maybe wouldn't previously have been able to to entice because um, uh, employment uh, rates are, are, are much uh, much lower. So there are loads of things, positive things that can be done, and I, I would always look for the opportunities. But at the same time, I, I also encourage people to say, look, if your business is for another area, you need to get out of it. 
and move on and do something differently. There's no point in throwing good money after bad on a concept that's had its day. So I, I also believe that a bit of tough love is, is never a bad thing either in the wider perspective. Derek, thank you very much for joining us today and, and, and sharing your wisdom with us. You've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my expert guest, Derek May, business advisor at Business Doctors, who's been sharing some of his leadership resilience approaches with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Derek's insight useful, then please join us on one of the Fast Starter forums that we mentioned in the podcast. They're held online on the second Thursday of every month. They're completely free of charge. All you've got to do is register on the Firestarter website at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk. We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode. But in the meantime, please subscribe and keep listening.